<laughs> no, I'm fine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Tuesday night edition of the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. What's up, Jimmy Shaw? Tuesday night at Rancho Cucamonga. That's that's what's up, the Roy and Jimmy thing. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. A little hot. A little warm. We yeah. warmed up. Yeah. I had to... I, got, I had to, actually went to bowling the other night, Sunday. Yeah. Fantastic. All air-conditioned? All- no. Before. We were ready real early, so it's like we got a couple things we could do. So I go outside, take the trash out, and I, you know, do the, the little scooper thing and pick up some dog poop. Right. You know, waste some time. Get ready to go bowling. I got the boob sweat going on. It's good. <laughs> Don looks at me and goes, uh, you got a line like. Right across the, the well, upper chest. There. I'm like, no, yeah. He says, babe, should I change? She goes, eh, I don't know. It might dry out. We'll see. It might. <laughs> you rolled the dice on that. <laughs> it just dry out. So, well, besides uh, your boob sweat, how, how was your week? Uh, my week was uh, sweaty. It's sweaty, of sweaty, course. Sweaty, so, yeah. No, it went good, man. How about yours? It was busy. Did pretty good. Yeah? Just relaxed. I went and saw San Andreas. Okay, tell me. In 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a little Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, the 3D is my first time seeing the 3D movie in uh, the theater and all. Um, distracting. Cool in a few spots. Uh, but it, it was... Uh, it was action-packed, epic blockbuster special effects. Everything you thought it'd be, it is. I dig Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I mean, just, I dig him. You know, I don't know. Something about him. I'm a little gay. Yeah. So. A little bit a little bit on him. We're talking about movies, so, you know, we're just going to jump into our guest early. Let him kind of come in, because, you know, he's like, he's like a, I post on our website, you know, on, on our Facebook thing. He's a comedian, an actor, a screenwriter. Uh, jack of all. He said, "Jack of all offs." That's what he said. Yeah, he's a, a renaissance man, especially in the short two years since I've met him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's got like four four better careers than I've had. Yeah, so Ever. welcome in, Buck. Hey, Mister Buck Acosta. Buck Acosta, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I want I want to mention that I do all of those things at a very low level, though. So that's, low level. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on, low level. But where'd you just come from? Uh, LA, LA. See, LA. Yeah. I just got low level, but I, you know, I just came from LA doing some stuff. You know where I came from? Day job. <laughs> so don't start with it. Don't start. It, it is nice. I mean, I'm poor, but I do have a lot of free time. Yeah. And it's, it's decent money for the amount of work, you know. This is the laziest I've ever got to be in my life and still eat, you know what I mean? So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Imagine, you know, it looks like, you know, you, you can afford clothes. Yeah. And you're eating okay. Well, most of this, my ex-girlfriend bought me before she left me. Did she? So, yeah. Hey, well, she's good for something, right? <laughs> yeah, she's she's all right. She's she's all right. <laughs> she's okay. She's, she's all right. <laughs> so what have you been up to, man? I haven't, oh. We haven't I haven't talked to you since we did a, another thing on another night. Yeah, that was a long time ago, man. Um, all kinds of stuff. I uh, I've been getting a little bit more comedy going because it's summertime, so the TV kind of let up, you know. Uh, which is my regular gig, just doing working background on the network stuff. But uh, yeah, I got to do a headline, a thing in Bakersfield. Got to do a little over an hour, so that was cool because I hadn't been on stage uh, since uh, the beginning of February. So I was uh, curious if I had a little rust happening, you know. So that was cool. I took notes. I did take notes because I was like, just just in case. That's just pretty good though. What an, an hour after being off? How long? Uh, four months. And yeah. before that, I mean, that was a roast. That was old bread as is. You know, he did his yeah. little roast. So, and I, I didn't think I was going to be there, but I got off early that afternoon and I had like a 11 uh, a.m., 12 p.m. call the next day. Right. So I uh, was like, fuck it, I'm going to go to Brett's little roast, you know? And then, so I was just kind of sitting there and then I started writing a roast because, you know, it's all <laughs> your buddies anyway. So while I'm sitting back there, I start writing a roast. And then, so I went up and roasted everybody at the end. So that was pretty fun, you know. Before that, it was uh, 
the Bray Improv. You know, I went up there and did a uh, Bray Improv last August. So I've been uh, fairly inactive. You know, with the with the acting is a weekday thing. So and you know it's hard. The action on the weekends is a lot different than the weeknights. You know. Oh, for sure. So uh, it makes it tough for me to fit it in. Plus, I gotta have some time at home. You know, so I'm not to drive myself too crazy. You know. But, but not that you're gonna have to choose. But what's what's what what would be your favorite side if someone said, all right, here it comes down to, you're gonna make this much money doing either one. It's a full time gig. You're gonna make everything you want. What would you do? Oh man. That's tough. That's tough because I like everything in its own respect. You know what I mean? Like even with film, like like there's being the actor or the writer, the director, the producer, you know, and all those are like really exciting individual jobs, you know, because without the producer, nothing happens. They're the people that get the money. They make sure that it all works. Without the director and his vision, you just don't have the film, you know. you got to have a director with great vision to make that without the actors being key. You know, without great acting, there's no film either, you know, so it's like, and without great writing, you just got a piece of crap, you know, think that it put you on Fox or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Blast out. Shots fired to Fox already. Well, I, Shit. I, I met you, it was probably, what, two years, almost three years ago. I finally met you. We were both doing comedy for a while, but I yeah. finally met you over at Flappers Claremont. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the, the open mic nights The open mic night. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was the only two times I've ever, actually ever spoke with you, yeah. shook your hand. Uh, but we became friends after that. Who 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 doesn't like Buck Acosta? <laughs> and uh, but you were hitting it pretty hard then. You had a show. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you had a show going on Wednesday nights there. You yeah. were producing all over. For uh, sure. You, you were you were you were head in. You were pretty. Oh good. yeah. You know I always hit the ground running because yeah. it's just I always tell people uh, there's millions of talented people in the city. That's just how it is. They're all over. You know. But the people that are gonna make it happen are the people that are just gonna. You know, jump in and, and hit the ground running, you know, and, and so that's what, like you said, within a year of me promoting, of doing comedy, I started promoting comedy, you know, and yeah. then within six months of that, I was at Flappers Claremont, you know, doing that thing, so. Well, how long were you, uh, how long have you actually been in comedy? When, to, uh, uh, what got your feet wet? From what? when I really started, uh, uh, beginning of 2012. Yeah? Okay, yeah. so yeah, you're, you're fairly new still on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I definitely, and like I said, I, uh. You know, I ran all those weird shows out in the desert, you know, like the open mic out there, you know, like Derek Murray, Sam Ridley would come in on a regular basis because I would let basically anybody like that that was good, I would let them do as much time as they wanted. Right. You know? Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, especially because then it's a treat for the people that are locals. It's free to get in. It's like, hell yeah, we'll go buy a couple beers, watch these funny up and comers, you know. So we got quite a few people that would come out from the IE. And uh, because, like I said, we would, you know, I'd let them do 30, 40 minutes sometimes, you know, and then we'd do like an improv round at the end where I just have the crowd shout things at them and you got to make a joke out of it, you know, make something. That's a nice twist. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good workout room, you know, and so that's how I kind of advance and help the other Barstow guys kind of advance because we were just hitting, you know, a lot of mic time. You know how it is down here in the city. It's. In, the, in L.A. especially, it's like you do some stuff. It's like three minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, <laughs> what yeah. am I supposed to do? I'm just going to pull my dick out and get out of there. And right? jump, jump <laughs> hey, that's it. That's well, my yeah, act. And with your, your your acting and background works, and then the comedy thing, you know, we, we've all done that. We'll drive an hour in traffic to go do five. Right. Uh, unpaid at an open mic or, or a guest spot or whatever it be. And, you right. know, it, especially in L.A., like I said, if you can get any the big clubs, you just go. On the house, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely your dime. Right. For for that stage time, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, when I first started, I used to do um the the haha. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was five dollars. You got a, a beer in five minutes. Yeah. And uh, you know it was great, especially when I first started. That was uh, hell of stage time then. You know, so I was going out three, four times a week, 
And uh, finally, I was like, okay, I need to start doing some shows now. Right. Uh, but, you know, that trip was ahead of time. I left, if I left the IE at 10 after 4 in the afternoon, I got there by uh, just at 5. Yeah. And the sign-up was 5.30. It was perfect. No traffic. Nice cruise out there. Because that's a hike, man. Lancashire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's it's down there. Now, last time, last time I talked to you, you were doing some play stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I did a couple plays last year, which I, I liked a lot. You know, that was... Uh, the second time I played two characters, which was fun. You know, I played my original character and added on another one, which was cool because they both had different accents, you know, which uh, I'm working on making more accents. You know, I, I got an audition for a British thing, <laughs> so I got to go and speak, you know, English, British style. So that'll be fun. So I'm working on that, ironing it out, you know, making it consistently smooth. Because there's a lot of different twangs to their dialect over there, you know, depending on what kind of class they are, you know. So it's kind of an interesting thing. But, uh, yeah, that was fun. You know, the plays, I love plays, man. I really would do plays all day, every day, but they don't pay, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With plays, it's like same thing as comedy. It's like you do comedy and plays, only thing you got left is suicide. That's it. <laughs> That's <laughs> you better have a job. <laughs> well, it sounds like the acting chops have been in you for a while. You, obviously, were you doing that before stand-up? Uh, uh no, what? no. I. Uh, Jeez. It was all, well, I mean, you I did just gets sh- an idea and does it. <laughs> yeah, kind of, man. I, uh. I'm just a weird guy, like you know. I uh, I have a ton of empathy, so that's like why <laughs> why I can act well, you know, because it's like I can just kind of see it through this fake person that I creates eyes, you know. Yeah. And uh, I did. I wrote a short film in like 2010, so I did do that, but it was like totally like with a guy. I just met him. I did a commercial when I was fighting, you know. So uh, then we we he I told him I wanted to be an actor. That's why I was fighting. And then he was like, "Well, I just graduated film school, so." Let's make a short film together. So in, wow. within like a month, we had less than a month, me and him together corresponding through the phone online or whatever. We write this little 10-minute short called Birth of a Hitman. You can check it out on Vimeo if you want. It's called B-E-R-T-H of a Hitman. Everything else is spelled traditional, Birth of a Hitman. But it's uh, So me and him did that. And then uh, once I did that, I knew I could act you know, because I cried a little bit in that thing too. Yeah. And, and uh and it's just one of those things you're saying, you know, I, I want to try it. I want to do this. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was it's funny because in 2005, uh, that's when I started fighting. And that was when I thought for the first time I could be an actor. So my idea was to fight and build a fan base and transfer over to acting. And then, you know, I did MMA for a couple of years and realized – uh man, about 95% of these people are getting fucked over here. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to I don't think I'm young enough to care to get to the 5, you know what I mean? Right. To make what I need to get into acting and then like I said once I met that dude, I retired short after that cuz it was like I had an idea that I could do it. Even the stand up I didn't do for a couple more years just cuz I had an idea that I wanted to do it, but I didn't really have the know on how to get there exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's not like people People don't realize, like, the average person doesn't even – I didn't even think about being an actor till like, I was 25 years old, you know? But it's like I've always been this weird character where it's like even my friends that were in drama, like, oh, you should do drama. And when I was a kid, I thought drama was such a lame thing, for real. Like, in high school, I was just like, ah, oh, you guys suck. So <laughs> see, hardcore. I, <laughs> see, I think about that now because uh, we, we know keep um, Stephanie and Claudia and them, they're up the hill and they they the high yep. desert performing arts, uh-huh. they're into that, yeah. and tag and all that. And I've always wanted to do that. I'm like, you could do it. Just get up here. And But there's no time. You know, there's no time to do it. It's but tough. that's when I think about it, too. It's like, you know, I was like, you know, I was like the jock and all the stuff and acting and drama was all a bunch like, ah, do yeah, you're not going to do all. I wish I would have done it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, you know, well, I don't know, because I was a nut job when I was a kid. You know, even as I lived my life, I didn't have much money. So it's like if I would have 
taken to this well at at say sixteen. God only knows, you know, I would have been OD'd me and Corey Haim and shit. The <laughs> straw in each of our nostrils, fucking. So so maybe maybe it's a good way to tell twenty five. Oh Jesus! Right. That's uh. how I always think of it, you know, because I was a nut and I lived I lived a pretty wild twenties, you know, and it was all right. I learned a lot of shit, you know. That was that was what made me creative enough to how I can write and all these things. So I lived these different lives, you know, and uh, made a lot of mistakes along the way, you know. But uh, you learn a lot. Mistakes see, teach you a ton. See, I think of that, and, and, and you got to bring out the redneck side. I think of that country song that's out right now. How can I ever be old and wise if I wasn't young and crazy? Yeah. I love that lyric. It's yeah. like, that's no shit. How am I supposed to know anything if I didn't screw right. up and go nuts? Oh, yeah, dude. I imagine like, like you know, just Socrates was probably a lunatic in his youth. You know, like all these great philosophers. Yeah. I just think, oh, they're probably madmen. I would have really liked to have seen them in their prime of youth. You know, not their prime of mental life, maybe, but their prime of youth. Yeah, and seeing you know? what they were doing, their life was about that. Right, you know, because they were probably just wild, you know, and that's what led to their philosophical. You know, you look at look at old John Lennon. You know, after he made Imagine, people forget him and Yoko broke up because he cheated on her in the, like a public type setting, almost with friends around. And then, so he was in L.A. after that. After Imagine, after all these thoughts of being a great man, he wanted to be. He was getting in bar fights and shit. He was doing nutty stuff in L.A. because he was heartbroken and he did something dumb, you know. And it was a lot of pressure. He was under pressure because they were going to deport him and stuff. So it was – he was kind of – his life was wrecked, you know, and he did something dumb. So, you know, he's still a human. But that was because he was a young man. Even when he died, he was a young man, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that. He was – I mean, he was a young man when he yeah. died. You know, it's like – exactly. think about it. It was – and the things that – everything that happened up till till – you know, his passing is like all the shit he did. Yeah, you know, is is ridiculous. I mean, I haven't done that, and I'm never mind. <laughs> I just thought about it. I'm like, man, what a waste. Years old. I well, didn't yeah, write. Man. I didn't write shit. I acted. <laughs> I, I I'm still. You gotta. Hey, successful. thanks, Buck. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks for coming. You got a successful internet radio show, right? Oh, yeah. We're killing over here. We're killing over here. I'm just sad right now. I'm going to cry in my cranberry juice. Well, I, did a, I, was in all, I was a school play guy in elementary school. That was my deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was understudy, understudy, and finally in sixth grade I had my starring role. and uh, it, it was fun, but I never pursued it, but I always enjoyed it, and there's no way I could do it now. Yeah, I wish I you could. I mean, like I said, some part of me wishes I would have started at that age, you know, and uh, – well, I took a speech class with a drama teacher one time. She liked me. I, I got like the public speaking class thing because I, man, when I was a kid, I was so afraid to speak in front of people. Like it, it, it just took me mentally to realize like you've been in front of more people than this. Yeah. It's not that many people. Just relax. And uh, and it like helped, you know, with future stuff because, yeah, I remember when I first took that class, I was so scared. I was so nervous, man. And then I just wrote a really deep-ass thing, so it went well. That's why she liked in the end because I wrote like this really a personal speech, you know, at the end, you know. And uh, but yeah, it was, she talked to me about doing drama, and I just thought, how dumb, lady. You know, I got better, I got better <laughs> shit to do. You got better shit to do than that. <laughs> but now, but, like I said, how great would it have been to? I would be head and shoulders above my talent now. But yeah, you could have you could have taken the Corey Haim route exactly too, right? You know? And we would have been sitting here speaking to nobody, and well, our successful radio show would be doing shit right now. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, it's all the timing, you know. It, like Sam's, Sam's totally. doing the same route, you know. Stand up, he's doing uh, some auditions and getting yeah, some kind of work too and stuff. Starting to try and get, get cracking through, yeah, you know. That's yeah. all you do. You just keep at it, man. And, and uh, that's why, you know, I'm on my Facebook and all my dumb 
and you know internet stuff and uh, i'm always trying to keep people positive because we always get so down and even like when i post like i didn't get a job people get more upset i feel like than i do but i know it's like i'm gonna lose a lot more jobs i'm getting even if i get to be tom cruise good i'm still gonna lose more jobs than i get you know there's sure, still yeah. a bunch of people that are at your level so it's like you're still but you're just on numbers get close like you're gonna lose maybe two to one you know, at that level, you know, right. cause there's only so many elite guys, but still it's like, you know, I do all right. And you know, I miss some of the big ones. I miss some of the small ones. I get ones I don't think I'm going to get type thing, you know, and you just keep, keep on trucking, man. Well, those are probably almost as thrilling getting the ones you didn't think you were going to get. You oh know, yeah. A little more elated going, Oh, Oh, I got it. Those are the coolest one time. Uh, uh, and I can't give too much away. This isn't my care. Well, basically I had just like, Something simple. It was like one sentence at this audition. It was one sentence. Uh, I don't want to say it because I don't know how weird they'd be, but uh, say it's like, here are the beers. That's it. That was like I had this one sentence to deliver, and it was like that was my audition. And I was thinking while I'm reading it, like, it's fucking one sentence, man. I'm putting all this thought into it. Like, how can I, you know, because the whole thing as an actor is just breathing life into the subject. And it's like, it's one sentence, man. And it's such a mundane sentence, you know, like that. It was like, you know, here are the beers where it's like, hmm, okay, all right, let me bring something to it. And, and, you know, I... I did the line. He had me do it a couple of times. And he was like, here, I want you to read for this other guy too. And he had a few lines, that guy. Yeah. And then I ended up getting the second part, which was cool, you know, and I thought, I guess I was doing something right with that one line, you know, <laughs> or like I said, people, I feel what hurts people the most and, and everything in general is they don't, uh, I don't know. They don't realize how close they are if they just push a little bit more, you know what I mean? Or you just, I don't know, make the littlest thing, like still be so intent with making it successful. You know, like, right. And then the people, it just weird things happen. I don't know how to explain otherwise, but things just start happening around you. It's like a chain reaction, you know, and I've gotten a lot of things like that. The first thing I ever got paid for was like the beginning of uh, 2013. No, 2014. Cause that's when I started acting like full on more. The beginning of last year was when I just was like, Hmm. Cause I did a, a short film for the Barstow film office where I got the lead. My first thing I ever auditioned for, cause everything else's buddies put me in stuff type thing. I meet people, whatever. Uh, so I went to audition, got cast. I was the lead agent role. So it was like, Oh cool. It was a nice little thing for me. Then at the end of the, the filming, the guy's DJ Lopez, the guy who's the director is like, Oh, so-and-so has your check. And I'm like, Oh snaps, getting paid. Money. <laughs> ah, this is dude. way better than comedy already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude. Cause I'm thinking like comedy, you know, it's like, oh, I was here to work for copy and credit, son. Right. <laughs> I didn't see there was money on that. Yes. So then I go over to this lady. She cuts me a check for a hundred bucks, and I'm just thinking, huh? I just made a hundred bucks in a day doing a short film for a small production office out in Barstow, California. I bet I could do this, <laughs> you know. And if I could just average a hundred bucks a day, that's three grand a month, you know. And that's enough to cruise, you know. You're not living like a king, but forty grand's a cool living to be goofing around all day, you and, know. Uh, like, and gives you the chance to do more. Exactly do right. Everything you do get can get you more. And like I said, you build a reel and you build connections and. Just keep lucking into stuff, man. My luck's phenomenal. It's uh, I wish I was this lucky when I gamble, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I I probably disagree a little bit. I mean, I get the luck. I think it's more right place, right time because you're doing a lot of it. And, and people say, oh, that guy's lucky. It's not. It's I, I think there's more to it. Oh, there is a lot of hustle happening. That's for sure. Oh, we, we, Jimmy and I got messed up because there's a phone call coming in. I guess we missed it. Was it ringing for a long time, Jimmy? No, not at all. It just started. Oh, good. 
If you want to talk to Buck, give us a call, 909-989-0789. If you want to talk to us, no, they want to talk to us. But give us a call anyway. <laughs> same number, oddly enough. Yeah, same number for us or Buck. It, it, it's funny. It's not a hotline for his side or anything like that. Well, it sounds like that, uh, especially that one line kind of audition, that can get in a lot of people's head. You know, just being stuck on that, you know. Oh, you yeah. Said? It reminds me of that uh, Seinfeld episode, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Yeah, yeah and they're just trying to overdo it, overdo it, and everyone's got like five different takes on it, you know. But right. I could just see that just kind of crawling into my head, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I don't know, man. It's it's just about caring. You know, that's the big thing in all of the entertainment. Care about what you're doing, man. Be happy you're doing it. I, I can't believe how many people whine about it. It's like, come on, man. You could be working a real job, chump. You know, especially the background stuff, because it's like, come on, dude. All we got to do is walk around in the back. All you got to do is pretend to be a human. Can you handle that? You're making money, getting fed. You're getting to pretend to be a human. That's what you did today. You pretended to be real. Yeah. That's well, all. Funny enough, me and Roy, yeah, uh, this about 20 years ago, we were extras in a movie. They filmed up in Mount Baldy at the Ice House when it was still there. Oh, cool. And it was called Out Cold. Uh, oh, yeah. John Lithgow and Terry Gar yeah. and uh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. And uh, my Biggs. boss... My boss at the time owned the place, so they wanted to use it for a location. He oh, says, cool. we're going to be extras. And Thank so we you. went up there. I called Roy, called another buddy of mine, and uh, it was great. It was fun. I mean, it was long days for sure. Um, unfortunately, I got cut off it, but there's a great shot of Roy oh, and, okay. and my other friend. And uh, But, you know, we got to hang with Terry Gar, John Lithgow, directors, uh, second AD. Yeah. You know, I got to learn all the tricks because the, they used me in a spot that was filmed a lot. So I was in this pivot scene, you know. Right. And my my uh, my nickname was the word in the dialogue. You yeah. know, so I was they called me Mushroom. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, so every angle, I mean, I learned a lot. I soaked it in. It was just it was great. It was, yeah, it it's was a blast, fun. man. And uh, unfortunately, working didn't realize I could keep doing this and working as a extra or anything like that. Right. But, you know, we we were there. We did it. Like, well, how long did we do that? Like a week, week and a half? It was like a week. And yeah. then and the cool thing was, I mean, after it was all done and we got to – because it was just a – that side, I, I don't think Jimmy and I ever, ever saw. saw that. It was yeah. like, you know, how's the movie made? I don't know. It's like it was just cool to see it all right. go together, you know? Oh, yeah, it's cool. But, Especially um, a big production like that. Yeah. You see all the workings and all the crew. And oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you do this because I, I got spoiled because I'll, I'll watch a movie now ever since then till now and I'll go – there's no continuity right there. What right. The second AD? Look at that guy. You know, right. the, the, oh, yeah. the angle's wrong. I've been watching a lot of 80s movies, and it's just like, oh, there's so much wrong. With them. <laughs> you know, even I was watching one the other day. Uh, who was it? It's Pat Dempsey and this blonde chick, and they're, they're oh. like roommates in college. I can't remember what it's called. Dang it. Is it Loverboy? No, it's something like that, though. Like one and only or my – um, I don't know. Anyways, uh, at one point I see the microphone at the tip. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> who he missed that? It. I know <laughs> who missed it because it had you know the big wind buffer thing on it too. Or it's like, dude, it was this big. Where it was like, how did you miss did that popping the screen? Like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, ah, we don't need to do it again. Let's good, Pat. Let's, Let's go. Let's yeah, every, everything else is Patrick Dempsey. He's gonna be huge. We're all right. Yeah, we, we don't know this. Him. Yeah, we don't know this yet, but he's gonna be huge. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, he all those '80s movies, man, were so fun. Yeah, All those he, skateboarding movies. I I watched so many skateboarding movies I didn't even know were around. You know, I finally watched <laughs> Thrasher. <laughs> that was interesting because uh, Josh Brolin, you know, was the the kid riding the downhill in Thrasher, right? Which is like wild to me. You know, that's it's just that's, it's it's I don't know. It was cool cool to see. But what, what the cool what was the coolest part of all, Jimmy? What I think the coolest part of all. About two weeks later, all of a sudden, a check came in the mail. Yeah, we got paid. Was like, uh, what the hell? And uh, for the the that mid eighties extra money was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was actually uh, real good. Yeah, it was really good. I was blown away. It and was 
I you, remember, I remember the casting director. She said, you know, give me a call. Let me know when you want to do it again and stuff. And I'm like, just blowing it off, going, it'll never happen again. Are you kidding me? This doesn't happen twice to people. This was a lucky break. Right. And, and I was uh, t- talking to guys at the time that were doing it, and they're like, and it was, it was just surprising to me that that's all they did. Yeah. Right. They're like, no, we got to, we're, we're, we're doing this, and they'd be there for, and then no, I'll be here tomorrow, and that's all they do, you know, and that's right. that's what you're doing, doing the grind. And, and oh yeah, man, yeah, and it's a. Uh, it's good to be getting the little independent parts because then I can still build up my IMDb and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Which. Uh, so you got a healthy. You, you got one going on now. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I got uh, some real pictures up on there too, you know. So it's not just crummy ones I took with my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I got real pictures. <laughs> the pro shots. <laughs> yeah, and I got I got a reel up there, which my reel's on YouTube too. Just Buck Acosta reel, uh, which I'm still not sure if uh, I'm keeping Buck Acosta or if I'm gonna go. My birth name is Buckley Acosta. Yeah, you know, and I always thought for stand-up that Buck Acosta fit a lot better than Buckley Acosta did, but with acting, I feel that Buckley's kind of a better fit. You know, it's an interesting name as well, and it's very uncommon. You know, and there's starting to be a lot of bucks for some reason. I don't know. They're all they're all trying to follow you. Yeah, somebody sent me one about a horse guy. He's like the horse whisperer guy, and his name was Buck. He was it was really funny, <laughs> really funny thing. But yeah, that's what it was called, Buck. I was like. I better go with Buckley. Yeah, you've got Buckley's you've coming. got a resume up on here, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm making little things, you know, and and I even put my background stuff on there. When if I'm featured, you know, like the little clips you guys see on my Facebook and stuff, you know, I'll put it on there because it's good for my friends and family and all that when they look. I still got to put. I was in Stalker, uh, uh, no Scorpion on this episode. Once bitten, twice die. I was all over that episode. That was yeah. cool. But I need to put that on there. But well, I remember you posted a clip from uh, one background thing. I think it was New Girl. Yeah, where is it? The cop barbecue, maybe? Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember you posted a little clip. So here I come, here I come. Boom. Yay. There's you, Buck. I know this guy. Yeah, dude. You know what's funny is my sister watches that show on a regular basis. Uh-huh. And I told her, uh, did you see me on there? She said, no. Where were you? And I described it. She was like, I watched that episode. Where were you? And I said, watch the cop barbecue again and just look right in the middle of the screen. <laughs> right in the dead center like if you look away from the center you're gonna miss me and then she sees me and i'm waist tight in that like, like three four times so she was like oh my god how'd i miss you and i just said it's just i'm not speaking when you're not speaking people aren't really viewing you the same it's weird right they're not focused on the people walking around and stuff you know generally i mean so well yeah you're, you you're focused people. on the dialogue or where that's right. coming from in the direction you're trying to see the story right you're not you're not worried about that but so it's it's interesting though, and it's fun, man. You know, I've got to meet some really cool people. I got to meet one time. I worked on, uh, and I don't think it's out yet, but it's a Netflix series called Grace and Frankie, starring. Uh, oh, um, uh, Jane Fonda. Yeah, Jane yeah. Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sam Watterson, and uh, Martin Sheen. Well, uh, I'm working on it last year, and at that time, I was with my girlfriend. I told her, oh, because this is when I was commuting from Barca to L.A. to do background on my motorcycle, which was a uh, that was a long time. It was five hours a day I'd spend on my bike. Yeah. 20,000 miles in six months I put on my bike. <laughs> but uh, so I told her I want to shake Lily Tomlin's hand today. That's my goal. I'm going to shake Lily's hand tell her I'm a comic. Thanks for the inspiration. You know, nice. and I get on set. <laughs> first ADs like, OK, you're going to be working with Jane Fonda and Lily Tom. I'm like, yes. And he's like, don't talk to him. Don't, don't mess touch with him. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't catch their gaze. <laughs> yeah, like nothing. So I'm just bummed out because that's how it is. You know, it's like the mob. When they tell you what to do, you just kind of uh, take your lumps and just walk down the path, you know. Well, lunchtime, I'm waiting for the restroom, right? Uh, and then 
while I'm waiting, here comes Jane Fonda down the stairwell. And I'm just kind of smiling, you know, because of Jane Fonda. It's really cool, you know. Like, this is at one point arguably the hottest chick on the planet. You Absolutely, know? yeah. And uh, still for her age, a very good-looking lady. Uh, and so uh, she just – because I'm smiling, I was like, oh, hi, how are you doing? I said, I'm good, how are you? And she said, I'm good. And then I helped her out the door, you know, and I was just like, hell yeah, dude. I just fucking I just opened that. the door for Barbarella. <laughs> Take that, life. <laughs> Barbarella, that baby. In your face, life. Wow. Hey, high school friends, you suck. No. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but, that's uh, cool. So then uh, I'm pumped at that point, right? And then uh, here comes Lily Tomlin down the stairwell. And so I'm like, oh, Miss Talman, can I shake your hand? She's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Really super, super nice to me. And then uh, and I told her the whole story about it. I told my girlfriend, told her about the AD, all that. And I said, so I just want to shake your hand and tell you that I really appreciate you and all the inspiration. And then she said – and she was still on my hand. She said, thanks a lot. Hey, what's your name? And I said, Buck. Buck Acosta. And she said, Buck Acosta. That's a good name. That's a good name, Buck Acosta. And I was all, so then I'm oh, that, pumped. That's right? cool, dude. Yeah, because it's like that's a legend. That's a good, you know, that's my best co-sign on Buck Acosta is a cool name. Yeah, right. It's gonna be tough to top. Yeah, you know? yeah I don't you know, know if I'd Richard go. Richard Pryor to come back to life to vouch for it. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'd go away from I go into Buckley, man. She said Buck was cool. <laughs> What are you doing? I, I was just thinking about that. I know I'm in this debate phase. You're just battling yourself with it. Right. But uh, so then I'm pumped, right? I'm just like, heck, yeah, that's cool, man. And then here comes Sam Watterson down and all me and him just like, hey, hey, how's it going? But then uh, Martin Sheen comes down. He walks up to me and starts talking to me like he knows me. And this goes on for about 20 30 seconds and I'm, I'm like kind of have this dumb look in my face and I said, sir, I think you think I'm somebody else. Yeah. And so he goes uh, – Oh, you're not Sean? I said, no, sir. My name's Buck. <laughs> he said, oh, Buck, I'm sorry. You weren't upstairs at the table read? And that's, I guess, why they were all there upstairs because they were doing a table uh, read on our lunch break. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So then I was like, no, sir, I'm just working background. So then we, t- But we talked for a couple more minutes after that. And then uh, he was like, all right, Buck, I'll see you on set. And I was just like, all right, see you later. And I was just like, how cool was that? And you hit the big three. Yeah, all dude. of them. Don't look at them. But every opened the door, shook yeah. a hand, and got to hang out and shoot the shit away. Yeah, and dude. And totally heard, lucky. And Never you heard, the coolest thing is someone telling you see on set martin sheen yeah dude yeah. how cool is that see got, on set buddy i got in in you know 20 minute span i got to open the door for barbarella i got to have lily tomlin tell me i had a good stage name and uh i got martin sheen tell me i'll see you on set you know that's that which is that's a, the best half hour of your life ever. yeah dude that's a that's <laughs> the happiest i've ever been to wait in line for the shitter <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Pardon me, Mr. Sheen. I'm waiting to take a dump. However, <laughs> however, I got some time for you. Big fan of the West Wing. Big fan. That's yeah, freaking man. cool. Yeah, it was cool. You know, and I mean, all the time you get these people on set, and you know, producers will tell you not to talk to them and stuff. But generally, they're real nice. I worked with a uh, G.W. Bailey the other day on Major Crimes. You know, a uh, Lieutenant Harris from Police, Police Academy. Academy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, he's cracking jokes and being a he's a, just a cool guy to hang around. You know, it's cool how many of them are really like that you know robert patrick he's like that he's cool man he's like he terminator just, right yeah t2 yeah. Yeah. yeah oh yeah and he was cool because I, I worked on like i said that that show scorpion that he's on you know and he's uh we talked about wrestling a little bit and just shot the shit you know and it was it's cool how human a lot of these guys are you know, I mean, yeah, there are lunatics in the bunch, and there we're probably all more lunatic than people think, you know. But a lot of us are still real happy to engage with people and all that, you know. And and just, you know, as as long as it's not a bother on set, most of them want to talk to you anyway. You right. Know? Right. It's not like they want they're fucking robots. <laughs> well, I've known. I've we we had a com. We had Gus in here, 
or, yep. uh, a friend of ours, a comic, and he did a show with somebody that was big in the, we're going to say big in the 80s, early 90s, and um, that that guy was headlining, and they came in and said that, and said, you don't talk to him, you don't look at him, and huh. he and he thought, yeah, yeah, it's the way he was. Oh, yeah, it's people like, don't, weird like don't that. Even, don't even, don't, do, don't touch, don't look, don't do anything, and it's like, man, what a jack, you right. know? It's what weird is that, what does me. that make you, What? Yeah, especially, I mean, I get it. Maybe you have some sort of paranoia. People are going to kill you. You have bodyguards. Whatever. But it's like when you're around colleagues, it's different. You right. know, like that's when it's like, oh, yeah, it's, we're okay to shoot the shit. We're doing the same thing. At least just be human. Right. Not not be an idiot. But I I've, I've found, you know, acting has been really nice to me. Like it's really been the exact opposite. It, I feel it more in comedy like that old school. People think of Hollywood like, oh, it's going to have to kiss some ass and you're going to have to do this and that and you're going to have to this and that people are all out to get you like i really felt like in acting it's less like that you know what i mean like in comedy it's, i felt so much like cutthroat action all the time you know everybody's always instead of working hard they're trying to down the next guy's stuff you know? I mean that doesn't you mean i slept with all those guys and it didn't matter <laughs> <No>. <laughs> damn it <laughs> shit <laughs> thanks Buck. that was for extra work <laughs> <laughs> Well, wow. you, were, you, you don't were, want to give this guy a you part. Were, you were taught wrong, dude. <laughs> I was taught way wrong. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to go out of here and like drown my sorrows now. I thought just, I was getting places. Just go take a good sponge bath. You'll we'll be take fine. A Someone want to help me? Give me a call. 909-989-0789. We're going to take a break. We've got Buck Acosta with us. And we've got Roy. We've got Jimmy. we got all of it. Uh, catch us back. We'll see you in a minute. Bye. Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. Give us a call, 909-989-0789. We've got Roy, we've got Jimmy, we've got Buck Acosta in the room with us still. What's up? Buck, Buck Acosta just enthralling us in his uh, his renaissance stories, his, renaissance. his go-getter, his uh, philanthropist, uh, entrepreneurish, I'll, I'll say that's probably the better. Entrepreneurish. Yes, the dabbler. I don't know where the we're dabbler. I like the, that. the pro dabbler. I am. I am a jack off of all trades. <laughs> are, we, are we talking to Buck or are we talking to Buck Lee now? <laughs> just wonder which way this is going to go. I don't know. I think I don't know. You know, it's tough. I'll figure it out. If if anything, once something big pops, then I'll figure it out because I don't have to. You know, till then nobody's going to know me, no, so no. it'll be all right. No, no, no. Look at all the credits. We were just looking through them on the break, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that was that was all right. Oh, that was all right." Well, shit. Are you kidding me? Hold on. Let's pull it up again. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There it is. I posted um, I posted your IMDb IMDb on our page. Oh, cool! Uh, we've got "Kill Me Once," the black shirts. "Kill Me Once," yeah, you know that's an interesting thing. Uh, that's a feature film that's coming up that I need to film. Uh, the guy who who wrote it and was going to direct it and everything actually passed away recently. Oh wow! Yeah, I was pretty. Uh, you know, I mean, he wasn't a kid, but he wasn't old enough that you would think that that would happen. But you know, everybody's time's their time. Uh, but you know, his wife, Judy is going to continue the project. We're going to finish it kind of in honor of him and everything, you know, just nice. uh, 
because you know he was a passionate guy. He was he was a real guy. You know he was an independent guy, but he did things professionally. That's what I really liked about him. You know, and uh, he was gonna let me play my really first real creepy role, actually. You know, so oh, you're, creepy you're, gonna play, role. you're gonna play Olin Quinn. Yeah, he's a creepy guy. He's a real creepy guy. Uh, that's all I really can say about. We'll be him, quiet so. about it. We'll get you back. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy's waving. <laughs> we actually got a call coming in. Here we go. Line one, you're on the air with Roy Jimmy Buck. Yo. Yo. Jeez. Oh, Rupper, what's up? Dan Rupp. Hey, just want to mention a, uh, give uh, Buck a, a little story. A little story? <laughs> Is it yeah. about the time we went to the fucking <laughs> Let's Make a Deal? What? What? Oh, yeah, this guy. We, we right. went to Let's Make a Deal. I'll tell you a story up. after his. Oh, we got two stories coming this up. Guy. Hold on. Let me, let me get the chair set. <laughs> let me get this thing set. <laughs> Go ahead. You're first, Ant. I'm first. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, dude, you're the man. Okay, you're doing it. You're making it. You're making it happen. Okay, and I love you. I mean, yeah. this guy took me off my feet and carried me to a. It was very officer was and a gentleman like. Well. Yeah, very gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> pictured that. Car where I sat for four hours. Well, while he was in, uh, let's make a deal. So, um. Just heads up, but you, dude, you're an all-star, man. Love you. Thanks, man. Love you too, man. It's it's always right, good That's to it, hear man. from you, man. Keep it short and sweet. Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate you calling in. It's been too long. All right, man. I I look forward to um, working with you or seeing you again soon. Definitely, brother. All right, man. All right, Dan. Thanks for the no, call, no, brother. Hang on. He's got a story about you. Oh, yeah, the story. Yeah, no, hold on. No, there's a story coming the story. Oh, it's the same story? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, the same right. story. The let's make a deal story? Yeah. Is there Well, is there more to elaborate on, but? No, Marshall Rodriguez and Buck carried me to Marshall's car where basically I was drunk, I was drinking, and um, I slipped two times. So basically, checks out. Here, I'll play, I'll play the story out. See, now it's getting better. It's getting a little bit. It was just like Buck's a great guy. He carried me. Let's <laughs> find out. Let's find out why he was carrying what we, happened. Well, we go to uh, Vici. Uh, uh, what's the last name? Vici uh, Fritz. I want to say is her last name, but she she invites me and uh, some friends to let's make a deal. So we all went. Dude, we were with, killed it. He made like seventy some grand that day. No way. Yeah, yeah. He won all the shit. He won every prize. Won the fifty thousand dollars cash bonus. Everything, dude. It was crazy. It was crazy. It aired yeah. last year, but uh, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I was in Marshall's um, SUV drinking his spit drinking water. Chew spit because I did. Oh. Pepper. No. Yeah, he thought it was Dr. Pepper and it was his chew spit because oh, my gross. buddy spits, right? <laughs> well, like I said, so we're going up and then Dude we're tell. we're in line and all of a sudden Dan just takes a spill and I'm just like, holy shit, like hard. Like he said, you know, with his medication and alcohol, shit goes crazy with his system, you know? So he just fucking straight, boom, back plants on the cement hard where it's like, <laughs> holy shit, man. And his eyes are just bloodshot red and I'm like, you all right? He's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. You happens know? all the time. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. This is what I do. And so, like, Meanwhile, I'm, I'm dressed as a clown. Right. He's dressed as a clown. Looks like the guy from fucking It, right? <laughs> okay. I've seen the picture of you as a clown. Yeah. Was that the night? It got creepier as the, it went on because the makeup started to run. <laughs> so, it was yeah, by the end, like I said, he's, he's tumbling over. And then so we're trying to figure out where he's going to sit and all this stuff. And we're trying to figure out. And then. In the end, the people were just like, uh, it'd be better if you got him off the property. And I was like, well, you know what? We got a bunch of people here, so we'll just take you to the car. You relax. Don't be fucking around, you know, and just uh, 
go back there. So we took him to the car, me and my buddy Marshall. He's a big guy. Marshall's like 6'8", 300-some pounds, so he's a big guy. But uh, so we're getting him to the car, you know, and then later, yeah, he, we get up back over there, and, you know, it was cool. And then, yeah, he was like, ah. Oh. You're talking about the Dr. Pepper spit. And I was like, oh, God damn. You know, oh. But, hey, we, he made it out of it. We did good. You know? He made, uh, he made uh, it. Obviously. He's alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were parked in front of a uh, middle school, by the way. I know, and I'm yeah. dressed as a clown. And uh, the sheriffs pull up, and they're asking me questions. It's right there. It's it Sunset was not Bronson. cool. <laughs> yeah, Sunset Bronson Studio, there's a little middle school, like oh, half wow. a block down. Yeah, so that's where we were parked because it was still free parking. So we had a drunk guy on meds in a clown suit in front of a middle school. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. In L.A., nobody thought shit about it. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> no big deal. That guy drinking spit over there. He looks like a creep. It's cool. It's Just totally, another day. It's probably not going to murder any kids. Probably. 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 Yeah. probably. Most I mean, likely. what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Uh, that was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Great you, story. I use this for my stand-up all the time. Were you yeah. hired as a clown or is that something you just put on? Uh, I still do the clown thing for birthday parties and uh, bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs, nice. <laughs> the drunk clown. <laughs> you know that just you know that just reminded, and, and here we go, Buck again. It reminded me of Uncle Buck when that drunk clown showed up to the front door. Yes, yeah, and he, he goes, "What are you doing?" And just yeah. beat his ass. Yeah, that was classic. Was that you? <laughs> no, I was more shakes the clown. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, Little block both ways. Yeah. <laughs> That exactly, that was a good analogy. Right Damn. There. Shakes a clown. Well, good. good a little more insight to the rubber. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good time. All, All right, man. man. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, thanks for coming. Glad to see you soon. You too, brother. All right, and Roy and Jimmy, I'll see you guys soon. All, All right, right man. Thanks, Dan. We'll see you All later. Roy and Jimmy, care. I guess, later. <laughs> Right, Jimmy, I guess I'll see you soon. <laughs> if I see you, I see you. If I don't, I don't. But, man, Buck, I, I look forward to seeing you, but, Ryan, Jimmy, you know, you'll be right. So. <laughs> keep up with the show. Yeah, Whatever. keep up. With, hey, he's listening. It's only because we made him sit next to the handicap sign last week. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Kind of fit. If I'd have known that, I'd have made him put on a freaking clown wig. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was intense. When we first pulled up, I didn't really notice. You know, my, my old lady afterwards, my ex, you know, she was like, oh, I smelled it. I was like, well, shit, man. Anytime you smell a human that smells like alcohol, let me know. Point <laughs> <laughs> it out. Any human, just because, you know, shit, when people are drunk, you need to keep an extra eye on them. They'll take a face plant on the concrete, you know, destroy their face just because, like, what happened? I was drunk. And they'll do it almost for free. Oh, yeah. That's for Most sure. guaranteed for free. But yeah. it's great entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm always the guy trying to keep people from wrecking out. I've yeah. seen so many spills, man. Oh, drunk people are crazy. Well, I saw that. I've seen him in a clown outfit on his facebook page so i'm yeah. assuming that's the night oh yeah for sure there's on my facebook there's some uh, like let's make a deal stuff on there somewhere yeah uh and yeah so there's pictures of us as a group me and my ex went as hobos uh marshall was popeye the sailor man <laughs> Beachy was a hippie the dude that won was raiden can't believe he won all that yeah it was crazy man and it, like i said it was with our group three of our group members got called up there the 10 three of them got up there wow yeah it was crazy i was just like holy crap and one of them, like I said, cleaned up. Yo, I just pulled up a picture of Rupp as a clown. It's a little scary. It's scary as shit, right? <laughs> Is that the same clown thing you had on when you were with him? Same type of deal? Yeah. That's exact it? exact same thing. Not the little one, but yes. He looked exactly the same. Damn. He it. looks more like he's out of a mental ward with a Ronald exactly. McDonald wig and a gown. He just played Annie in the mental institution's play of Annie. And that's just got out. That's like terrifying. 
<laughs> Dan, that's t- Dan. Don't do that anymore. I know it might be a great story, but man, that's that's <laughs> that's. I know it's great radio, looking at Dan's picture and all, but man, what the hell was that? Ah, oh, enough of that. So, I, another thing we talked about when um, we talked to you before on the, on the other deal we're doing is is I I didn't know it existed. When you did the um, oh, X-Arm. the X-Arm, dude. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that's my first IMDb credit. See, so the fight and paid off. Of well, it. that's what reminded me of it when <laughs> I was looking at your IMDb credits. It, I'm like, X- oh, shit. That's what it was. Yeah. That was re- If anyone hasn't seen that. Yeah, it's fun, man. It was, it was hey, cool. Remember how you said you can act in chromatic, right? Yeah. Dude, that, you beat the <laughs> shit, dude. Yeah, well, it was it – was, uh, you know, the second one was rougher, the one that never aired because that dude stayed in the pocket different, you know. Aaron, when I socked him, well, you know, I split him off that first shot, and then, uh, then he was just trying to, you know, react. But it's like you're so close. If they're whopping, you, it's hard to react, especially when he did that first turn to where he twisted his body too far. Right. It's hard to get out because they're pulling against that arm while they're hitting you on the other side. So you actually have to turn directly into the punch to get out of the place where you're getting punched. So it's a uh, risky business, you know. Where the second guy, he stayed in the pocket the whole time. That's why it didn't go as long in the second, you know, because he actually stayed in there. So I was whopping him hard when I hit him, you know. But uh, so anyone that doesn't know what it is, and and it never took off. No, it was it's arm oh, wrestling, right? Extreme I mean, arm it, it's wrestling. It's extreme arm wrestling. So you're arm wrestling with a guy across, but you're locked in and have to arm wrestle. One in the other arm, you just beat the living shit out of right. each other. Right above the table, it's MMA. Right, you know, and you can arm wrestle or do MMA above the table. Submissions, you know, punches, kicks, nothing below the table. You know, so, but you're belted to the table with the D ring, uh, you know, you're attached at one hand per round. So it gives, uh, it really is, uh, you can't get out of the punt zone, you know? So it's like, and that's how they intended it to be played. I think, you know, like that's right. how I play. Cause I think like who, who doesn't want to see these two guys slug it out. Right. You know, like everybody wants to see two guys duke it out. That's what they pay to see. That's what fighting is, you know, let's see who the tougher guy is. Uh, so with X-Arm, that's really what they had going on, you know, and uh, which I enjoyed. Like I said, I thought it was a cool thing. I would uh, That's probably the only thing I'd come back and do again, you know, because, I mean, that's still pretty feasible. It's three one-minute rounds, you know, and I still hit hard. So if I could get myself back in shape, which I am, I'm knocking it down. You know, i got to get thin. Hollywood's a thin town. Ah, <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was all ready for it, doing all that, and it's like, it's a thin town, really? Well, I mean, for the acting stuff. You know, for background, dude, honestly – the more, uh, for acting, what what do you think I was going to try to do? Well, I mean like for background <laughs> acting, you know what I mean? Like if you're doing background, they really – more normal you look, the better, you know? But as far as even like being like a, a chubbier, muscular guy, it's hard because uh, you're just big. You take up a lot of the frame and when they – you know, your background, they don't want you to take up much frame unless you're sweeping, swiping the camera or something like that, you know? See, I'm, I'm so. shit out of luck, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you're not fitting the profile, buddy. No, I, I was, you know – you never know, ringing. though. I mean, there's a lot of people. Look at uh, Louis Anderson. He's a odd-looking guy, and he's done all kinds of stuff. Louis, it's true, it's true. Jimmy and I know Louis. That's cool. <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah. We did some stuff with Louis. That's all cool. Right, you can do anything. You can do anything. Do anything, right? Do comedy from here. From here, <laughs> anything right here. <laughs> I can't do Louis like you can, but that's why I tried. So with the fighting, that was obviously a love for it, but also a, you were trying to use that as a stepping stone. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, MMA, I didn't really enjoy that much, you know, because I don't know, guys, a lot of those dudes don't really fight, you know what I mean? You can't get hit much before they're like, oh, you're in trouble. It's like, what constitutes I'm in trouble that I've been hit in the head multiple times? Like, we're fighting. 
You know what I mean? Like even I've lost fight. I lost fight one time. The guy was kneeing me in the ribs. So it's like, who gives a crap? Right. You know? And then, and I was out of shape when I took the fight. I had a week's notice. So I was out of shape. So my whole thing was to let him beat on me some in the first. And when he was tired, cause he'd be tired by the second, you know, you can't keep hitting somebody. Uh, so, you know, I would pop my head out and be like, I'm good. Cause the ref would ask you good. And I'd pop my head out. Yeah, I'm good. And he's kneeing me in the ribs. You know, who cares? You know, you work your abs, you're all right. You know, you got obliques. There's muscles to cover up that real damage, you know. Uh, so then after like the fifth time of me doing that with this guy, he calls the fight, you know. And I'm just like, well, why'd you ask me? Just don't, just call the fight. You know, if you think that I'm dead. It's like he's hitting me in the ribs for Christ's sake, you know. But <laughs> that's MMA, you know. You see a lot of fights stop because they're just, it's new still. They're all over the place. The refs, a lot of them don't know what to do. They want to go with the crowd sometimes, you know. I mean, it's really, it's really a new sport still. You know, people always forget it's such a new sport. So to me, it makes it. And a lot of guys, I mean, they're they're they don't want to lose. And when you get a fighter that doesn't want to lose, as opposed to a fighter that wants to win, it's a totally different fight to watch. The people that don't want to lose, it's crap. It's like Mayweather. He fights not to lose. He doesn't fight to win. He fights not to lose. That's all. When he fights, he moves and he jabs. He moves and he jabs. He doesn't care if there's any damage inflicted. He's backing away. He's moving. He's making action, and he's touching you with his glove. That's all. They said he had 80-some power punch against Pacquiao. Well, how did Pacquiao have no marks on his face if there was 80-some power punches? You know, it's because they were from far distance, and he was touching him. You know, but people don't want to see that. You know, that's why everybody hated that fight. They thought he was going to fight with Pacquiao. I don't know why. <laughs> I would never pay to see Mayweather fight ever because he's <laughs> going to do that. That's what he's going to do. If right. you expect something else, you're dumb. All those people are like, oh, Mayweather, he screwed us. No, you're dumb. If you thought he was going to go and bop around with Pacquiao, you're an idiot. You know, Pacquiao was an idiot too. His game plan was stupid. Why are you fighting? Why Why did you think he was going to fight with you, stupid? Of course he's going to move and he's going to tag you, and that's it. That's all he has to do. That's what everyone said. A disappointing fight to watch, but Mayweather was smart. Oh, yeah, it was. It was, you know, the worst fight of the century is what I hashtag when I did it, you know. But it was, like I said, I wouldn't, you know, I just ended up late that last, the same day. I had some friends in the spare, like, oh, we're going to get the fight if you want to cruise over, so. I got there like third round of the fight or something like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's going to do what he's doing. You know, I thought Pacquiao would fight different. Honestly, you know, Pacquiao to me, it looked like had no intent on winning that fight. You know, he didn't have the confidence. He didn't go after him like shit. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to outbox him because he's going to stay slick on the outside. He's just, he's just going to touch you. He's not inflicting damage is nothing, but he'll touch you. And he's going to get points from the judges because the touches, they don't know how hard it is. They just know he touched you in the head with his glove. And the way Pacquiao moves his head backwards and how he moves it kind of awkward, it looks a more like a more powerful more right, punch. More than it is. Yeah, yeah you know. Right. So, like I said, all he really had was a glove scratch on his forehead in the end, you know. So, it's like – and Floyd didn't even look like he was in a fight, you know. So, it was – yeah, it, it was pretty chill. Yeah, exactly. It was really like Floyd barely had sweat. It was pretty uh, – disappointing but that's the same thing with mma you know you get these guys and they don't want to lose and a lot of them even the guys in ufc they don't want to lose they're all worried about it and their people don't want them to lose so you get fights called depending on who you're fighting you know if you knock their chin as soon as you get in anything it looks like it could basically kind of be danger they're like oh fight's over you lost you lost that one you know and it's like well what the hell well it's because these organizations have their interest in these fighters which is why I really think they need to make some sanctioning bodies and get rid of the companies like they have. Cause it's like, you own this fighter, you have, you know, you kind of do, you own everything. You own the promotion, you own the belts, you own, you know, every single aspect. So this guy, you know, is work for you and he just, 
doesn't want to lose because you'll cut his money for sure if he loses. Right. But he wants to gain a little more. If he wins, he might get a little more or he might not, you know. So they're all fighting not to lose. So you see a lot of takedowns and stuff. So I never really – there weren't too many guys that would slug it out in that, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so that's why Exxon to me was my favorite because it's like he's, people are slugging it out still. You have to, you know, exactly. What are you What are you gonna do? Right. There's nowhere to go. You're You're de-ringed in. You're done. Exactly. Right. You know. So that's why I really enjoyed it because no BS. You know, you can leave all that bullshit at the door about you're gonna kill somebody. Now's the time to back it up. You know, I hate that in in boxing and the modern fighting, MMA, everything, how they talk all that shit. I'm gonna kill him, and then the first thing you do is touch gloves and back away from him. I thought you were going to kill this guy. You just, you're going to kill him and you just actually moved away from him without even trying to hit him, you know, and now you're doing some head jabs at him, you know, or whatever you call that, you know, it's like, come on, you know, throwing jabs from five feet away. There's no way going to make contact. What is that even? Like, how did that become part of sports when they throw it? And it's like, you are five feet away from him right now. I don't know what that jab was for. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know what you're doing. That. That's the way you kill him. Yeah, exactly. That's how it happens. The death hand. The death <laughs> hand that far away. I'm killing you with my mind bullets, sir. It's just, <laughs> it's just so far away and they're so fast you don't realize they're actually hitting them. That's what right. it is. Or the exactly. damage is inflicting Like vampires, that. right? Right. They boom, back. It's yes. Exactly, exactly. That's why we don't get it. But yeah, so – I mean but I'm all for the tough guy stuff. You know, because that's just it's fun to me. I that's why I started MMA, like I said, is the secondary thing with the acting. But, you know, it's like I want to slug it out with guys who are tough, you know, because fighting regular dudes in town gets rough sometimes, you know, I mean, because they can't fight very good. Most people. you know. So that's no fun. Shit. You get hit. Hell with that. I know. Beat Jimmy, let, hands on goobers. Jim, Jim, <laughs> Jimmy, let's let's do that. Let's do that. X arm shit right here. Me and you. You want to? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> No, well, I don't want to do no it with one, Buck. No one will see it except Buck. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's doing right now what he would do. Really, dude, you're like, can you imagine? I almost want, I almost want to do like a YouTube video for it. Three to stand up and. We're like, we're like doing it. You guys like, should do it with ah. those novelty gloves. Yeah, novelty gloves. Yeah, yeah, that would make it fun because those would be hard to hit from that close. You'd be hard you'd to hit. Like like, this as long part, as they got close, right? It'd be really hard to even hit them. So it'd be more like lifting it up and dropping it on their head more. That'd be fun. Yeah, that that would probably be fun. A, a, pretty harmless too. I mean, yeah, yeah, and plus a little cartoony to it. It exactly. would it'd be entertaining yeah. as all get out. I'd probably hurt myself a little bit. A little shoulder. Yeah, a little shoulder. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I can't. I can't even remember the last time I was hit or was hit or hit. Yeah, I can. I can. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about it. So it's been probably, uh, probably twenty years. Wow. It's been a long time. That's good, man. Shit. No, it is good. I mean, it's not like you're going out diving. No, but yeah. Shit. Now, the good part about that is I, I didn't get hit that time. Uh, yeah. The worst ass kicking I ever got, I remember, was by a guy that was probably five, five, and a, and kind of wiry kind of dude. Yeah. And I, I instigated it like a dick. And, um, push the, you push the buttons? Yeah. Yeah, poke the bear? Yeah. 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 I'd make it be, and everyone's like, rrr, rrr, you know, I'm like, yeah, and this, and just kept just freaking hitting me and hitting me, and right, I mean, not anywhere, right in the freaking head, yeah. over and over and over, and never, he was like, never big or strong enough to just like put you on the ground or anything, but holy shit, I mean, beat the living hell out of me until I finally just like, and he just kind of backed off, put his arms down, and he goes, give me a look, like, all right, we're good, all right, yeah, we're good, that's good, that's good, <laughs> and he was like, all right, I. Well, yeah, I you do. know that speed makes speed oh makes a difference. God, it does. It, you know, punch velocity. You can make some good punch velocity. 
Man, wow. I'm just I'm feeling it right now. My lips starting to swell. Up right <laughs> quivering a little. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, he just on and on and 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 of course at that time, I, you know, probably mid twenties, it's like okay, you know, I'll just I'll just give him the crown. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I would just take him out. He'll be gone. No, dude was like, <laughs> you just couldn't rip. You get close to him. Wow, shit, that sucked. Wow, I ah, I got a headache now. Got a headache. <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I don't know, man. But I, it's, it's crazy. Hey, we're gonna get yeah. out of here. Now I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go get some ice. Just take my a break. We'll get you a couple aspirins, a little ice pack. Uh, give me some Rocky. Come on, <laughs> Jimmy. Come on, Jimmy. Give me some. Oh, you wanna? Yeah, help me a out. Little Balboa music. Yeah. No, I was gonna have you do it. I know. I'll bring you in on it. Bring me in on it? Yeah, we'll come back to it. <laughs> Give us a call after the break. 909-989-0789. You're listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. We've got Bucket Costa and we've got us. See you in a minute. There you go, big guy. You feeling pumped? You feel better about yourself? I, I probably would if I wasn't sitting here next to Buck. I well, the tiger. You got to have the eye of the tiger. Even, you know, when, even when Rocky got his ass kicked, he still had the momentum. He still had the, the pride. I'm the tiger. This got you pumped up. Got you back in the game, Roy. This yeah, was the this was the song from uh, part three, right? Or was it out in two? I think they used it in one, and then they brought it back in four. No, they didn't use it in one. No, Survivor. That was the other one. Yeah, they didn't use number one. They didn't use, this wasn't the one. This is when he was coming back. Gotcha. Right. And one, after, one was. I'm pretty sure this is after he got his ass beat by Mister T. T. It's appropriate. It's appropriate. Hey woman. Rubber Lang. Hey woman. Come on down here and be a real man. Real man. Right. <laughs> no, we never see that. Before. We all caught. We're laughing after we did that with the boys. I know. We're just talking at break. You know, Buck. Buck. You know, Buck was doing some shit. Well, you know, I think you better uh, double check that uh, name change. I actually stick with the Buck Acosta. I did. A, I just did a general Google search. The whole page is you. Oh yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, there's nothing. See? There was nothing else that is Buck Acosta except this. Yeah. Well, or, well, but did you look up Buckley? There's nobody. The only thing Buckley came up, he, uh, one of his uh, his YouTube account is actually oh snap Buckley seven by two. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see, because when I fought, I went by Buckley because, like I said, there was no stage appeal or anything like that. And Buckley's my birth name, so yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm old enough to deal with uh, having an odd name. <laughs> I'm old enough. Yeah. Uh, page two is you. So yeah, yeah the, the, you you've got a lock on the name, dude. It, it's a keeper. Go with what Lily told you. Lily. Yeah. Lily was right. Oh, got a phone call coming. Oh, and, snap. Here we go. Come on. I want. To, I just want to sing the song. I don't want to take the song. I don't want to take the call. I know. We're going to take it away. You know what? There's so many good fucking Rocky songs in the oh, yeah. movies like part four. <laughs> I have them in my gym mix. Yeah. That's I absolutely. work out to them and shit. Absolutely. Line one, you're on the air. Hey, what's up? It's Alina. Hey, Alina. Hey, Alina. Chaotic hey. Radios, you uh, on the, what, by all means show Thursday nights. Yeah, so I'm so glad yeah. you guys got an MMA talk, so can we get in WWE? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually requested Sammy Hagar coming in from Eye of the Tiger, but... Well, Jimmy could do that at the next break. I, I told him that. He's not gonna, because now he's stubborn. <laughs> I'm not stubborn, I'm just... I'm just surprising. No, you're stubborn. That's all right. <laughs> I'm resilient, sir. I'm well, resilient. You, you, you've been listening, and the MMA stuff caught you. 
Yeah, I was like, am I listening to a comedy show or MMA? <laughs> well, listen to both. He's like, he's he can he's a I'm a weirdo. He's a jack of all jacks. Like what I'll put it? you what in the you octagon, think? make a joke, and knock you out. <laughs> yeah, I could I could do that. I'm a I'm a knockout guy. That's I was a wrestler kind of by trade, but you know nobody wants to see that shit. You know, like even as a wrestler, like I get it. There's a reason Olympics do the wrestling at 4 a.m. You know, Tuesday night. See, I like to watch. No one cares. You're right. You know, yeah. it's like jujitsu too. It's like sandwich between four and four thirty. You get all the Olympic and jujitsu wrestling covered. It's done. Don't forget the minutes. ping pong. Yeah, seriously. And I think they get more airtime than us actually. Right, and it only comes after you've already watched all the other things three or four times on replay, and then right. they throw it in, exactly. and then it's out again. Right. The, You're like, they, oh, you just watched the finals of Badman, but hold on, here's some wrestling. Yeah, like after curling. <laughs> After curling, well, that's the winner. Tuned. Yeah. Stay tuned for wrestling. Yes, hey, hey, let's hey, say it was street bom- curling. Bom- yeah. Baumgartner was was he was because I wrestled Bruce in high Baumgartner. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wrestled in high school. That so was I mean, uh, when uh, he was on his way out. Dead. I was coming up. Yeah, that was late nineties. Was like I uh, I placed at the Fila Junior World Team Trials in nineteen ninety nine. That was uh, the year before Ruling Gardner beat the. The Ruski that yeah. been winning for so long. Yeah. He was so good. And by one point, he just but made But then he lost mistake. and he was all sad, so he just threw his little. Well, yeah, I mean. He, cause his he, little shoes. He he won the Olympics, though, and then, you know. He, he did, won one year, and then right. he was like, here's oh, yeah. Athens. Sorry. I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't believe that he won, honestly. Even as an American wrestler, I was, I was way surprised. Because, I mean, one, I mean, granted, that guy was old. You know, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but uh, he was yeah, old. Yeah, did you he see the aftermath of what he looked like almost ten years later? Oh yeah, I believe it. He's he's an old dude, though. I mean, to be competing at wrestling at thirty something was, and to be the favorite, you know, I mean, when when that kid won, dude, I was so pumped. I, I don't think I've ever been as pumped in my lifetime for any wrestling because it was like ah, somebody beat the great Russian, right? Before right. in his last match, he's never going to wrestle again. Yeah, he already said that he's already a politician. He was done with it, you know. So he smoked one too many cigars, one too many days early. Aha, America, 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 <laughs> America. But at least doesn't sell himself out like Kurt Angle did. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want a gold medal. Yay me. Well, yeah, you know, Kurt's the most decorated American wrestler there is as far right. as golds go, you know. and uh, He won one time. No, he, he won twice. No, he only has one gold medal. Does he? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Could be. He won it in 96. Wait a minute. I'm going to look it up. Go. We all got Google. <laughs> Are we making shit up? <laughs> Not could be. I mean, still, but that's that's stuff. If I am wrong, I will actually bring you guys the homemade pipe, pineapple infused tequila that I made today. Not tonight, but I'll bring it to you. I don't know. Last week you said you were going to bring us down some food, and that never happened, so whatever. No, I didn't say I was bringing food. I said I'm bringing food this week. It's this week. I just let you know. On Thursday. Oh, Oh, you're bringing to your show. Okay, whatever. Look it up. He only won one gold medal, and he wears it all. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) She's looking it up right now. (laughs) We just came to a stop looking up. Everyone's Googling right now. I believe it. Most I'll give, I'll decorated give you guys some, USA. I'll give you some background music. Yeah. Another, another, rocky. another rocky one. I'll yeah. give you some Rocky Four. You guys do oh, yeah. Google search music there. Really, you could have played the Kurt Angle theme, but whatever. <laughs> what? Did I win? I, no, you didn't. Know. No, we're all looking right no, now. I don't know. I believe hey. you. Guys. I believe you. No, I don't care. <laughs> okay, we we were taking one way, and you wanted to take it a different way. What else did you have for us? 
What? What else did you have for us? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bucks he, he won the world title in 95, and then he won the Olympics in 96. See? So okay, so there's the two big wins. See? Right, but he's a one-time Olympic champion, for sure. Right. Ah, but the world champion is to- on top of that, though. Winner! Right. Yeah. Winner! Yeah, he's. Uh, there's only been four people. He won the junior nationals. He won the NCAA title. Won the world championship and the Olympics before, which there's only four people that ever do that. See, yeah, he's. Thank you. He's serious. No, we we were saying C to you, not that. Thank you. We're saying <laughs> not that no, you were right. No, I should only won no, yeah, one Olympic gold medal. One Olympic gold. Yeah, but technically you're right. But still, he won all that other shit too. Yeah. You weren't giving props where he needed props, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> You're saying that's all he did is he won the Olympics one time. He sucked. That's pretty much what you Which said. For no, because you, you, no, you were beating up Kurt Angle on the whole thing. You were just like, oh, he might make me You know what? He won a damn medal. None of us did. Yeah, that's, that's tough. You know, like I said, I was the sixth alternate for the Fila Junior, which is 20 and I've held a gold medal, but that's all. That's cool. Oh, that, that's great. How hard do you have to work for that? Um, I just went to a dinner. I said, hey, can I hold the gold medal? And they're like, okay. See? See? Kurt had to do a little more than that to get a gold medal. (laughs) Just a little bit. I just held it. But I wasn't allowed to take a picture. Oh, they wouldn't let you take a picture with it? No. It sounds like me backstage at the comedy. Hey, you can hold it, but no pictures. (laughs) (laughs) See? And the dates go on. Boom. So there's the the MMA and the comic side. You want them to do some acting now, too? Going to call out our guests right now? Come on. Don't make me do it. That's all right. I got the kill button right here. I can do whatever you want. I'm not going to be mean. I know. You can be mean if you want. We just all of a sudden, oh, damn, Chaotic lost another phone call. Like, oh, damn, Alina's being a bitch. No. I'm just yeah. being a smart ass. Yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate you calling and listening. And supporting. Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, I did listen. Yeah. And by the way, really, Dan, on as a clown on Let's Make a Deal, Oh, you yeah, need to look up yeah, Dan's thing on Facebook. Picture. Oh, it's I'm kind of no, I'm just afraid. He looks a lot less uh, scary than you think. <sighs> yeah, a lot less scary. As a matter of fact, no, not in really. The, in the clown suit, <laughs> I can actually see the alcohol streaming from him. You can. It almost has that thing. Like if you walk, close, like in the cartoons, the squiggly lines coming up. Right. Like if you breathe deep, you'll like go because you smell. You get and all that. His eyes were actual X's. Right. When yes. Buck picked him up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. After the after the fifth time on the ground, I was like, okay, we need to get this guy. Out yeah, of here. we, and then make that long drive. That was from a there TKO. Now it was the third time. I was like, TKO. What's over? Let's get it's this it's over. out of here. Who did that's it? Three. He did it to himself. That's three. That's, 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 that's three, three. knockdowns, sir. You're out of here. You All right, it. comedy MMA. Have fun, you guys. See you. Right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Got us a little phone call there. Yeah, yeah a couple phone cool. calls. Give us a call nine zero nine nine eight nine zero seven eight nine. Well, I can only guess, Buck, the way you are, is which career in these last three, four years, uh, they're all probably enhancing each other. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, uh, definitely. What, what, which, what, what, what is helping your comedy now? Uh, obviously, the acting or? Uh, well, you know, I don't know. You know, the I'd say that the comedy helps the acting more yeah. than vice versa just because the, I mean, I do get funny stuff. But it's like not relatable, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, material-wise, but also I think your frame of mind. Oh yeah, when I'm definitely. You're on stage. I'm definitely a lot more uh, creative, you know what I mean? I feel I don't know. Like I said, I feel comfortable. I, I actually uh, one of the reasons I I don't have stage fright. I uh, I put this on my Facebook the other day. It's a funny story. Uh, I stripped a couple times when I was younger, 
not a full nude or anything like real weird. And it was like a friends, family members type thing. No, this isn't real weird. No, 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 not <laughs> friends weird, no. and family members. So like are a, tripping, right. So like a chip- I don't know them. It's people I know. Oh, like, okay. So like a, a Chippendales kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Same not type the full thing. Monty. Right. Not the, not, nobody got hit with my peck or one of my balls in the making of these. There you go. Strip teases. But uh, it was a tough job, but I pulled it off. Hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but so it was just goofy things, you know, where my friends uh, basically hired me to strip for a relative, you know, one, it was like the, I think the 50th birthday. One so, of their relatives. Yeah. One of their relatives. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, then the other one was like, you know, I fake like, oh, whose car is outside. I, I just hit it with my car. I don't have insurance, you know, and then this lady's starting to panic because it's a brand new car almost, you know. And then I do the whole maybe I'm just some way I could work it off, and then rip the jacket off and <laughs> the pants away, and, you know. And uh, so it was really fun. But I was telling somebody like, there's no amount of like stage anything that's really gonna bother me because it's like I got basically down to some tight ass underwear looking shit and shoved my ass and genitalia into friends and family of people I know's faces, you know. So I mean, it's not gonna be more awkward than that. You know what I mean? Like, no, probably not. That yeah. would kill the straight stage fright. A exactly little. right. You know, so it's like I don't really. It never shakes me to be on stage because it's like, oh, I've done worse. No, no big deal, guys. Okay, I'm just telling dick jokes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fully clothed, and you ain't getting none on you. Right. You know. So, uh, all that weird stuff helped. Uh, but I, I really think, like I said, that the stand-up does help with the acting a lot. Yeah. You know? In what way? How, how would uh, you say? It just. Uh, because you just get used to trying to uh, think about other people's side of it. You know, when you're doing stamp, you're really trying to connect to the audience the whole time. You know, like when you're doing your crowd work, it's not just saying stuff. It's, you know, learning info, info about the people in the crowd so you can relate to them. And make your next joke funnier maybe or spin something off of them, you know, that's relatable to you. Sure. So uh, I don't know. I feel like that's just helped me think a little bit more about the other side. Now, does the acting, do you do uh, maybe at first or maybe still now? Does it feel a little more restricted than stand up, whereas you're more free on uh, stand up and you know in your role, you right. know I'm sure you're constantly thinking of what you could do different or something else would come in your head. Does it feel a little more uh, tight? I uh, no, I mean uh, when I have a role, you know when you do the background stuff, it is because it's really you know your low man on set type thing. Oh yeah. But when I have a part, I really feel like uh, I don't know I can do whatever. You know most of the stuff, most of the people you work with in acting, they. They are, you know, I feel like the clubs are more uptight. You know, I know that there's been a few clubs where people have said little things about the clubs and the club gets on them, you know, whereas like when you're doing the independent film, I mean, obviously you're not making jokes about the production. So that helps. Right. right. But it's really free to be as creative as you want for the character because it's like the director will tell you when it's time, like, okay, a little bit less. You're going too far this way. Maybe go this way with it, you know. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so a little tap on the shoulder, a little, little exactly. direction, obviously. Or, right. After they cut the scene, maybe, you know, how about try it like this? What do you think about this, you know? So it's really a good collaboration. When you're on set and everything's going good, it's really a collaboration. So it's pretty open, though. You know, they're really uh, both very artistic people, you know, as far as that goes, as far as the hanging around them. But uh, like I said, I feel uh, – I don't feel any creative, like – restrictions you know on the movie sets it's really uh, like i said everybody independent films everybody's there to make a film you know they really they're there because they love it usually you're not getting paid well if you're getting paid at all you know you're doing this for future work you're doing this to for your reel you're doing this to 
attach yourself to a short film that maybe is a good film that people will like and you can get made into a feature film or, you know, maybe this director does well at the festivals and then he gets uh, some funding for a feature and then you can work with him on that, you know, or her on that. And uh, so it's really just such a collaborative effort. I never, I don't know. I never even feel like I'm acting, you know, I always tell people like, I'm not, I'm not working, man. You can't really call it work. You know, I, I used to dig holes when I was a kid, you know, I was on a packing crew for one day when I was 20 years old. Yeah, making prevailing wage, which was like thirty bucks at the time, and I quit after the first day. And uh, it was just because I wasn't digging it, you know. I wasn't into. I mean, it was great money, you know. I made a ton of money that day, but it was like, you know, am I going to do this for thirty years? Right. Pack these damn holes. Like, even in good shape, I could feel what it was going to do to my body over time. I'm looking at the other guys in the crew, like, damn, you guys are like huntback cats around here, you know, broke down. Like, so now it's like I don't work. Scoop around, you know, have a good time. And, <laughs> nice. You know, it's I don't know, you know, I always I always hashtag like living the dream, and it's like I'm I'm poor. I'll give you that. Like I still get all my tax money back, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you gauge it. Yeah, I get all my tax money back. Right. Right. Yeah. Still, if you get all your tax, you're still poor. You're still like, oh, sorry. You get a refund. Here's all of your money Here's back. Here's all of it back. We, sorry. sorry, I hope you e- make it to next year. Good e- luck. Here's even the starter. government feels bad for you. You know exactly. That's wow. when things are bad for you. But I mean, it's still to me. I'm not working, you know what I mean? I get a lot of free time. I get days off to do stuff like this, you know? It's like, am I really, you know, I'm still living the dream. It's just maybe not the dream with the Porsche and the hot chick, but it's like, it's still, I'm just enjoying making entertainment. Well, you're doing it your way, and when yeah. something comes up, you know, you're, you're actually living the dream as far oh, as yeah. doing stuff. You know, Definitely. do you have a do you have an end goal? Is uh, there on one particular thing or something uh, you'd like to see happen, or are you just kind of taking it as it comes? I mean, really, I am trying to take everything as it comes and not not shutting any doors, you know. Uh, but I don't know. It's so it's so tough because they're all such good spots. Like I said, all the things I mentioned earlier about the the acting. It's like acting is where I, I see myself being, and I'll always do stand up. You know, I always do, especially if I get a big acting name where I can draw go wherever I want. I'll definitely do that. Take some up and comers with me, and well, you know, go show some people off. You know, hopefully, I'll do like a. Kind of Ronnie Dangerfield, out of how he helped a lot of comics to get exposed and get you know their breaks. Well, one of one of the podcasts I listened to was uh, Dom Herrera, okay. and uh, he, he the one thing he says about stand up comedy, you know, most comics they do acting and stuff. He says you right. can get fired from being an actor, but you can never get fired from being a stand up. Yeah, you know, sure. you you're always a stand up, so you can always go on stage somewhere. Oh know? yeah, exactly. There's stages to be found. There, you yeah, know? there's it's stages ever like acting where they can say, "No, we don't want to hire you." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah, definitely, man. That's that's awesome, man. Yeah, I enjoy it, man. Oh, you know, I uh, I got a friend up in Canada. Uh, they do a little show, uh, Chuck and Dale, Chuck and Dale show. If you want to check it out, man? Uh, I know Dale's been in the hospital. These cats are two quadriplegic dudes. But they do a fun show, you know, basically a pot and beer show. Yeah. <laughs> cool guys, though, you know, me and – Little me, modern uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. kind of, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, old Dale, me and him correspond online and stuff. You know, when I, if I get some cash up, I'm going to go do a guest spot on a show. And and uh, I always tell people the reason that I've always lived this dreamer's life, a big part of it for me wasn't even uh, necessarily like the fighting or wrestling. It wasn't necessarily something I wanted to do. Football, I loved a lot more, you know, but uh, it was something I was good at, you know. So you kind of just take these paths and let life guide you, you know, because there are people that uh, don't get the gifts, you know, like they like, and that's why I like Chuck and Dale so much. They, you know, they're giving it at all, you know. I mean, a lot of people quadriplegic. That's scary as shit to me to think oh, of yeah. being quadriplegic. It just like, it, it, if I think about it too much, it'll actually make me panic. You know what I mean? It's like because it's like claustrophobia, basically. You know, like you're stuck in this area and you can't move. You know, and uh, 
So like I always think like there were guys that were born like that. And, you know, some of them don't even, you know, have the means, you know, if they live in a third world thing, you know, who knows what their survival rate is even, you know. So it's like to me, if I didn't go down the path of my talents, at least far enough to say I, I gave it a good try. Yeah, I can quit now because I gave it a good enough try to say I put my time in and I respected my gift that was given to me, you know, uh, and that's just led me down this cool path, you know, and, and now I'm an actor, you know, which is just like crazy to think, you know, but it's it's really I want people to think like that. You know, not everybody gets a chance. Not every, not all kids get a chance to walk. That's real. You have know? all the different opportunities you have. I mean, to waste it's like a shame. Exactly right. You know? you know, it's disrespectful of those guys that never got a chance, you know. So it's like – and yeah, has it been hard on me physically at times and mentally and financially, you know, personal life, all those things? Yes. But, you know, chasing these dreams has allowed me to get to this point where I'm at right now. So it's like maybe it didn't happen on the scale that my greedy side would like it to have happened. But I think it all happened at the right time. And I think that – uh like I said, even you know my my just general maturity level, you know what I mean. I'm like I said, I was a savage twenty something. Like I told you guys off air, you know, I I was a rough kid, and I uh, I don't know, I was I just liked being a savage, you know. Like I said, I I liked the idea of being a movie, but you know, <laughs> it never occurred to me to like jump and try and be in the movies till I was older. But I, th- I think a cool thing is that it from talking to you and and getting to know more about you and what's driving you is that. If you see an obstacle, or if it doesn't go your way, it's not an obstacle and oh shit, poor me. It's like no, that was meant to happen, and it, all it does is change change my direction or make me do something else or right. or move forward somewhere else. And it's not like this right, big push a little just push a little can. harder, yeah. or maybe it's like well, and, and learn from it instead of just like going oh no, you know. You keep saying I'm living a dream. Well, what is that? You know what 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 is the dream? There's a lot of things you you said yourself. I I've been turned down more than the things I've gotten. Right. A lot of people be on the other side of that going, man, I, I didn't get that or I didn't get that. I didn't, you know, and it's just over and over again. It's like, no, man, oh, look yeah. what I do have. And it, that's, that, I think that's one thing, a testament that's probably keeps you in that mindset. You know, oh, it's definitely. like, you know, it's just like, no, there's definitely. always you got to make the best of it. You know, that's, that's one thing I like to watch those goofy movies like Joe Dirt, Marocker, you know, and things where it's just like <laughs> these optimistic characters that have no reason to be optimistic. But it's like they do have a reason to be optimistic. You're looking at it the wrong way when you think they don't. Because, I mean, just being alive in America, you're up on a lot of people on Earth. There's oh, yeah. a lot of opportunity that you have that a lot of the Earth doesn't even have anywhere near the opportunity. There are places that people don't have a fair opportunity to, to grow to be a, a, a real youth. You know what I mean? There are places that are war-torn where it's like you might not – you're not going to be 15. That's not an option. You're probably going to die before that. You know? Right. In Africa, they put those kids to war, you know, give them guns and they're real little, you know? So it's like some of those guys don't live past 10, you know, because it's – the people in charge are doing what they're doing, you know? So just being here in America is just a great thing to have. And granted, there are a few countries that are up on us in a few areas, but – you know, I mean, it's still work doing good compared to a lot of the earth, you know, and I mean, there's opportunity here. Look at what Schwarzenegger did, man. He's from a village in Austria, for Christ's sake. You right. know what I mean? You look at a, the size of the town he's from. It's a town. It's a tiny little thing. And he became the governor of California, and he's a multi-billionaire, and he's done all these things, you know, and not necessarily maybe what we would have liked some of us when he was in office, but he did his thing. He did everything he said he was going to do when he came to this country. He told people he was going to be in politics, told me he was going to be a movie star. He told them all those things when he first came to this country, and everybody laughed at him because he couldn't hardly speak English. You right. Know? Like even, uh, you know, that uh, 
Hercules goes to New York. You ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even – he didn't speak it. Right. They, like on my DVD, you can use his voice or you can use the voice they use <laughs> oh, in really? theater. Yeah. yeah, because he spoke such bad English. But he got, he was the lead in the damn movie. He was Hercules. Yeah. And Hercules comes to New York and they didn't which, even use his voice. Which version do you enjoy? Uh, you know, I, uh, for laughs, I, they're both funny because the guy's voice is like too high. Right. So like, it's just like, there's oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, it's like, that's not a Hercules voice. What? And, and his voice is his. Yeah, you know, exactly. No so at that point, I mean, he's still speaking gibberish 30 years later. You know? <laughs> so you can only imagine his first speaking it, you know, but it's, he had that mindset and he kept thinking it was going to happen, you know, and doing and what, just keeping trudging, you know, you just keep at it. Everybody gives up too soon, man. That's the new America. We got to get back to the old spirit of, no, I can do it. Because you can do it. Everybody can do something that's in some area. I don't know what it is, but you have a talent that can be extraordinary. You just got to push towards it and let life, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, I want to go to college. I want to make money. I want to have a Porsche. I want to do well. Life, let life guide you a little bit more. Maybe you'll be happy with what you end oh, up and, with. And even if you, whatever you try, like you said, and it doesn't work out, at least you went out and did it. Yeah. And you I've know. been, I started doing a voiceover school, you oh, know, cool. a training. Just, I've always wanted to do it. So I've done two years of that. And it, it's awesome. I like the behind the scenes. It's like when we do, we were extras. Never knew how it was worked. Right. Okay. I gave that a dabble. I can pursue that now. You know, and same with comedy. You know, we started it late in our life. If, if people do it that way, you know, right. early 40s. Like, yeah, okay, we were. We're gonna do it. We're late. Yeah, or you know, late or on time. It depends right. on how you look at. it. Oh yeah. But I said, but that's the thing, and I think we've talked with other comics that have started late, and I think it's allowed us to be different because we've had more experience before us. Right. And we've had a lot of things that if you know, we've had a lot of we've lived a lot. Right. So there's like we a have a different perspective. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're talking about Schwarzenegger, one of the best ones, and you you can like him for whatever he is or isn't, right. but you have to really love his drive and that one um I'm, I'm sure you've seen that one motivational thing that everyone had posted for a while was like probably a five minute video just talking about don't ever quit and it's him talking right. i could watch that freaking thing over and over right. again I, so right. i could really good i could just like oh because i'm i'm i i really like that motivation type stuff right. um and i could just Support. watch it again and go over and over and it's like damn that's him he was nobody yeah Nothing. oh yeah you know and that's that's the difference I feel in people that are successful in general and then aren't is just the people that are successful just keep at it. You know, they just don't give up. You know, it's not it's it's all cliche sounding, but it's like it's not about how many times you get knocked down, it's about how many times you get back up because life knocks you down, you know. I mean, this has been a rough year for me in my personal life, you know what I mean? I, I just lost a girlfriend of five years, you know. So it's like and that was a few months ago and I've been keeping my positive vibe because it's like it's just how it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Life's gonna kick me in the balls whenever it feels like and i just gotta fall down and rub my balls till they feel better and i stand up <laughs> and get ready to get kicked in the well, nuts later you, on well you, know? you keep doing that they're gonna yeah. they're gonna yeah. feel better yeah so. you know and that's just just how it is you just deal with it you know and and know that life can be as good as you let it be that's true there, there's a there's a one of my favorite quotes was jennifer nettles from sugarland a country deal yeah she said um people by nature are lazy so if you just keep doing it and keep driving, you're going to win by default. Yeah, Everyone that's true. else just quits. I'm, I'm a lazy son of a bitch, man, and that's just <laughs> persistent. I tell people that. I'm, not, I'm one of those guys. Like I can just sit at home and watch 80s movies for a whole day. Fuck it. Not doing nothing. I would do it, man. I'm just going to get high. I'm going to eat some snacks and watch random 80s movies on YouTube. All day long. All day long. That was my yesterday. That's what I did for Monday. That's now I'm jealous. All I did was I left the house and I moved my bike across the street because the street sweeping was going to flip sides. Woo. Hey, you got something done. 
There yeah, you go. You was, did do something. That was my big day yesterday. You did do something. Keep, <laughs> keep an active. This is our last break of the night. We're going to get out of here and wrap this thing up. You are listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. We'll see you in a minute. Having trouble trying to sleep. I'm counting shit but running out. As time ticks by. That's a hell of a lead in right there. Yeah, it was. I thought we were going to get more music off of that. A little Jeez. bit. That was all right. It worked. Yeah, nice little pace to it, a little cadence. <laughs> nice. Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. Got to give a, sh- a shout out to Michelle Larson listening. Yes, very nice. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, not only listening, she's posting. So that's like Post that's man. what they that's what they call being interactive. Well, she's not bullshitting anybody, saying yeah, I, I listened to the show. I had a yeah, you were fine. <laughs> you were good. No, you she good. said she said I'm loving it, Buckley. She got that happy face with the tongue sticking uh, out, like that kind bu- of crazy she shit. Got, she got the Buckley. She got the Buckley in, so we know it's all there. So nice. You know, we got a few minutes left. If you want to call Michelle, 909-989-0789, you can do that. We can squeeze you in real quick, but not before we squeeze in what, Jimmy? We, it is now time for the Roy and Jimmy thing, Great 8 Quiz. Great eight quiz. The great, great eight, eight quiz. quiz. Great, great eight. eight. Quiz. Great, great eight. eight. And present to you eight. That's what I said the first time. Not yeah. like not like great eight. Great eight. Remember that? Great eight. No, great. Not great eight. Bacon. No, great. Great. Great, great eight. eight. Great eight. Like your eggs. <laughs> great. Great AA. I think we drug that out long enough. A little bit there and stuff like <laughs> that. <laughs> there are eight random questions. There's no correct answers. Whatever comes on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's a good start. No, no, no rehearsal. Answers. No rehearsal. You, have you not, will not get this right. You will have, not. You have not seen these questions. You can assert yourself to that and, 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 and uh, yes, sir. let the crowd know that I you will, have not. I will be blindsided by this. And we're probably about 15 feet away from each other, so you <laughs> so, can't even glance. So pay attention, Michelle. Here comes a great eight quiz. All right. Great eight First quiz. question. Question one. Letterman or Leno? I like the Jeopardy uh, music. Like that? Yeah, a little uh, something. Little Let, oh, Letterman man. or Leno? Letterman. Okay, number two. Music that chills you out. Your uh, go. Your John go-to. Mayer. John Mayer. Very good. Number three. Who was? Who is or was your comic inspiration? Oh, man. Uh, Jim Carrey, for sure. Because as a kid, you know, he was just fucking the man when I was a kid. Impressions, entertaining. Uh, everything, dude. He everything. was so flexible. That, that's the thing that to me was so cool. Because I could never been like that, even when I was in good shape with a kid. You know, I was like, holy shit, how do you do that? So you're an in living color kind of guy. Oh, yeah, for we, sure. We talked about it when Bill Kennison was here. Go to the Comedy Store website if that video is still up of him doing the it, Golden Pond thing. It, it's incredible. His when early, he turns stuff, into every, early stuff. He turns into everybody. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Facially. I mean, voice-wise, oh. but his face morphs oh, into God. Clint Eastwood cool. and Henry Fonda. It's awesome. Good pull. Good, good. good answer. Good, good answer. answer. <laughs> All right, number four. Your go-to comedy movie, anytime. I know you did 80s movies, but what is the uh, go-to? Dumb and Dumber is my favorite silly-ass movie. Another Jim Carrey thing. Him and Jeff Daniels. Or so That's the first movie I owned on DVD and VHS. Wow. Ooh. You covered your bases on that right. one. Right. Yeah, I got all the good technology. Okay, so what would you, <laughs> you think of the sequel, the second one? 
Um, it was all right. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good. You know, I mean, there, I didn't like how they changed Harry and Lloyd so much. They cussed a lot. And the, you know, that show me your tit stuff. Like they weren't such perverts back in the day. You gotcha. know what I mean? Like straight, so I, they I went too like far, it. went too far away from. Right. You know, I, I always thought of, uh, Lloyd and Harry as these harmless, just goofy dipshits, you know, which is a good category. But then, you know, when, <laughs> when you're yelling out, show us your tits, it's like, oh, I don't feel as bad for you now. You're kind of a douchebag. Gotcha. You know, <laughs> So it took yeah, it just took you away from there and stuff. Right, you know, I that, felt and the scary thing of a sequel is ruining the the image of the first. Right, you know, and I mean they did good though. I was really surprised how good they both did for Harry and Lloyd because it's been twenty years, you yeah. know. So it was just like holy shit, you guys are back. You're doing these characters. <laughs> Maybe the writing's a little bit, you know. Like I said the Fairly Brothers, I felt like changed a little bit, but I felt like uh, Lloyd and Harry were were really well played. Very and I mean good. it's tough, especially twenty years later coming back to something like that. Absolutely. It's tough to do, man. All right. Question five. What is the last thing that pissed you off? Oh, minor, minor, minor major. Just drop on it real quick. Huh. I don't know. I guess my breakup. I haven't been really too pissed since then, but my breakup. That does set the bar. Yeah, you know. As it was far fucking, as being pissed. You know, five years is a long time. Fuck, man. All right. We're Especially good. I used to be a man whore. That's like me investing 60 years right there. Five years. <laughs> Jesus. It's a lot of Put all that time in. Yeah, you know. That's how it is, fucking. There you so go. We're we, still friends. Everything's all right. Yeah, we had a couch over there. If you want to lay down, <laughs> we'll talk about a little we'll more. Talk it over later. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, question number six: your, okay. your your pizza leftovers, cold or warmed up? Uh, cold. That's ah, damn right. Yeah, Absolutely. I just eat it. Yeah, I got shit to do. Get up in the morning, pull that cold piece, and just do it. Exactly. Yeah, I got I got shit to do. I'm too. I don't eat any even canned foods. I'm like fuck it. Crack good. It. They've been See, cooked. The Spaghettios with me. I just crack it open, grab a spoon, and go for it. Yeah, uh, you know, why not? You know? It's already it's already awful for me. All that. Just let's just take it to barbaric. <laughs> right. All right, exactly. number seven. What's your favorite cuss word? Uh fuck, I guess. You know, fuck It's a good one. I, right? I say fuck a lot. I, I would hate to not say fuck as often as I say it. Yeah. It'd be disrespectful to the F word. <laughs> disrespectful to the F word. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you you've done awesome. This is the last the last question. What is the best impression you can do, famous or not? This is good because uh, you're working on voices. The your, best impression, your best, your, your favorite impression that you can do. Oh, uh, shit, man. Like I said, famous okay. or not, what do you, what do you got in you? I would do, uh, I would do Christopher Walken uh, as Clem from Joe Dirt. All right, everybody. Oh, Christopher look at Walken, this. Buck Acosta yeah. presents. So hold on, we got to look at this. This is ten fifty two oh eight because we're gonna pull this clip. You already know we're gonna, yeah. right? Right. right. Okay. There's gonna. I'm gonna use two clips. I'm gonna use the first one where where he's like, the past is past, the future's now. Uh, that's when uh, he's talking about that dude raping him. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one where he's sweeping the floor and he's like, oh, whoa, your tone is wrong. You're talking to my guy all wrong. Say it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Nice. Uh, let me ask you this. Does your mother sew? Boom. Get us sew that. Uh, that's that's my closest. That's <laughs> my closest thing. Walking, you know. That's awesome. Nailed walking, dude. That was. We did. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Awesome. Joe Dirt's one of my favorite movies, too, man. Like that was one of the turning points in my life. Like just trying to think like that. You know what I mean? Because like we were talking on break, like perception is everything in that's life. Right. You know. And uh, watching things like Joe Dirt, you know, and like thinking like that, like dude, come on, there are people that got it way worse off, you know, like. Have a better attitude. There's no reason to have bad. Americans have shitty attitudes because we got nothing to bitch about anymore. You know, even our poor people aren't that poor, so they're bitching about nonsense too. You know, 
And they shouldn't be because, as we learned from you, they're getting all their tax money back. Yeah, exactly. Getting their tax money Get back. All our tax money back. 100%. They can they can watch federal their and state. What's up? <laughs> they can. Yeah, you're getting state money back too. Yeah. That's that's saying you something. You can buy a nice scooter with that kind of money too. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> well, a, a, a big shout out for the the, the great aid. Thank you so much. That yeah, was awesome. That was, that was, yeah, that was good. That was cool. Christopher that was cool. Walken. He's got it. He's got him in the pocket. <laughs> Oh, watch out in the pocket, man. He's like right across the table from me, and I was like starting to talk some shit about like you know <laughs> what pisses him off the most was his breakup. I'm like, oh, I, I'm trying to dig in a little bit. Like, this dude just grabbed me by the arm and fucking. Did you feel your Did you feel your head again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just grab me by the arm and just beat. He's having a flashback and beat the shit out of me right here. I don't want any part of that. No, not at all. So tell us where you're gonna be. Yeah, you're gonna be oh. everywhere. He's got like a list yeah. of like it's like. A page long. He said. He asked me when we got here, "What do you got coming up?" Um, I got a show tonight. <laughs> I mean, you know, what the well, hell? If, if you count here tonight, well, what do you what do you have coming up, my friend? Uh, well, this Thursday, the 18th, I'll be at the uh, Green Tree Inn with JT Turner. Uh, I believe the doors open at seven o'clock, and I want to say it's five dollars to get in. Uh, if you go on my Facebook, just Buck Acosta. Where can I'll they? Have well, yeah, give, give your yeah, give your social media stuff out. You got Facebook. And yeah, I'm, Buck I'm Acosta. everywhere. Uh, Buck Acosta. I believe on Twitter, I'm Buck Acosta. Uh, on Instagram, I'm the real Buck Acosta. Well, on, on uh, Google, you are the Buck Acosta. There, right, there was no boom. two pages of King Buck of Acosta. Google. What's up, son? That's it. <laughs> Get over to the IMDb page, see what he's done. Yeah, I mean, come check on. me out. Look at okay, my stuff so, every now and then. You so know? the Green Tree? Yeah, I got the Green Tree, uh, which is this Thursday, 18th. Uh, like I said, it should be fun. JT's a great guy. Runs a great show up there in Victorville every week. Uh, it's every Thursday. Uh, and then I'm attached right now to three feature films. You know, I'm doing a web series, which I'm super, super excited about this guy. This could be my breakout comedic role because this guy is just a fucking lunatic. And I love him. I love him. You know, he's one of the least billed when they were doing the breakdown. He's one of the guys at the back of the list. But I just really – the character, I just – latched onto it with the description and uh nice i'm really excited did the table reads already and it's just i'm excited uh i got a, a pilot that i'm going to be shooting in a few weeks here hopefully so that's good you know and a ton of shorts i'm always writing more stuff you know multiple screenplays and you know just loving life you know living the actor's life you know every now and then i like to watch that pinocchio and then play that you know that actor's life song in there because that's that's how i feel man it's like you know it's, I feel like I'm cheating life, you know. Like it's like, ah, oh, this isn't. I'm not really working or doing anything anymore, am I? Or shit. Like I just get free food and play around. Like I said, I get what? to play cool characters, you know. Like so far, I did a horror film. I just shot that. We're releasing it. it's a silent film, you know. So that'll be interesting to see. It's a slow motion silent film, so uh, nice. which is cool. Yeah, and also a uh, Vimeo uh, birth. Oh, yeah, Birth of a Hitman. That's the B-E- first thing I ever did. Yeah, B-E-R-T-H. T-H, right. And there's uh, two things on there about that. There's oh, yeah, the- Birth of Birth of a Hitman. That's a fun one. That's behind the scenes. That one, you'll get to see me be a dick off like you did tonight. You know? Awesome. More. And that's well, when I first got you, you, started. Well, you've actually got me feeling very underachievement. <laughs> I've, no goals. I, I'm going to drive home and not do anything it's, it's yeah I, I, i'm we'll be here next week though jimmy we'll be here next week but tomorrow morning right. i'm gonna be with myself going yeah. what yeah. are you doing yeah but yeah. that's where you got to get the other side of buck and you got to look at the you live exactly. the dream you got to move forward right not getting all down on yourself come on jimmy get well, up i'm, I'm glad the garden, actually dig got, it. well i'm glad we got <laughs> <laughs> max we got i'm glad we got buck in here just because of all the stuff he does i just thought it'd be just fascinating to hear all the different aspects and things yeah, he does and no, it's just awesome. Great, good for you, man. It, it just sounds Thanks, like man. you're just doing what you're doing what you want to do. Yeah, man. And, yeah, um, just a, and, and not and being a, big, a dick about it. And right. I not, appreciate that. Not yeah. fuck off everybody, but this is just what Buck does. So. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. you know, now I, I feel like I, I have a real chance of getting like this some sort of fame. So I've been really trying to let people you almost humanize sound like, me. You, you almost know? sound like you got this Zen thing going on right now. You know, I, I'm trying just, my best. You know, I really am. It's I, coming off as that. You just you just at peace with some shit. You know. Thanks, man. Thanks. You know, I. Uh, I really try. I'm trying to do that. You know, I'm just trying to take it. Everything is as good as you can, you know, because that's all it is. It is. Everything's like they love to say nowadays. It is what it is, but it doesn't have to be shitty. You know, it is what it is today, but it doesn't have to be tomorrow. You know what I mean? So the words of wisdom from Bucket uh, Costa right that's there. That's how I'm living it, man. Just. We should write that down and hashtag that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm trying to write notes for a little book called Positive Positivity. And, and it's no just shit. Gonna be, yeah, You're just writing a book, too. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I've about, about had enough of your shit we're right now. It was like, we could take it all up to do writing this, a book. This fucking asshole. Dude, get out of here. I've had enough us. of his shit. <laughs> Get him out Our of here. Our one day job <laughs> to walk all over us. We'll be here next week, though, Jimmy. You know, it's not like we don't have any time to write or anything. I think it was going so well. I got to set an alarm just like remember it's next Tuesday. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. uh, just, we love you, man. Thanks for coming in, buddy. This, Definitely. Just, thanks for having me. Anytime. Anytime. Awesome. I'm right down the road now, so. It's not like when I lived in the sticks and I had to drive everywhere, you know? Well, you're always welcome to drop in. You're in the area on Tuesday nights. Come on in, man. Cool. Anytime, buddy. Yeah, I definitely You will. got anything you want to pimp, uh, promote, hit us up, hit our pages up. We want to let everyone know, Yeah, we'll definitely, uh, definitely. We'll I definitely appreciate push it, guys. We appreciate know? all our guests, and we like to the, uh, pump them up, too. Definitely, man. That's a, you know the biggest thing in everything people say in this industry, but in every industry they say that. Because the biggest thing in every industry, no matter what it is, is getting to make relationships with people. You know, that's, that's how what, things work. It's rare, but entertainment, you know, you hear all the bad things, but everybody, it's probably 99% of everyone I've met is good people. Exactly, and, yeah. Uh, it's it's more good than bad for sure. For way, sure. Way more. Um, yeah. Real quick, though, this Friday night, I am working with the awesome, famous Barry Sobel. He's doing nice. a, he's back in L.A. He's doing a comedy show in Moore Park. I'm on this awesome uh, nice. lineup, and it's just going to be a thrill and an honor. Barry Sobel this Friday night in Moore Park. If you want to go to the show, hit me up on my Facebook, and um, that's what I got coming up. Nice, Jimmy. Yeah, nice, looking forward nice. to that. Looking Buck, forward. thank you very much. Thanks um, again, I look Buck. forward to it, having it again. Good, Jimmy. Good, good seeing you again, Buck. Yeah, I know. It's been too long, man. That's it. And uh, But thanks for coming in again. Roy, we're out of here. Jimmy, we're out of here. You guys all have a great week. You are listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing on where? Chaoticradio.com. And don't forget to catch us. Podcast up on iTunes. Because of Jimmy's hard work tomorrow. We'll see you next week. Love y'all. Later. Later. <laughs>